Hello, and welcome to the Webtoon Room. I'm Will. And I'm Creedy. And we're here to talk about one of our favorite comedy webtoons. This is going to be a little bit more casual of a chat. We're discussing Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell. If you are also reading this, you'll know exactly how funny this webtoon is. Both Will and I really enjoy it. So we're excited to just get into it and you know have a nice chat about it. So we have a little bit of a, before we get to the episode, uh, <laughs> we have a little bit of a funny story of why we are talking about love advice this week in the first place. And not uh, the original episode we had planned. No, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so we'd actually planned to put up a different episode this week. And this is not something that usually happens to us, but we had miscalculated the dates on the webtoon that we had planned to do an episode on. So instead of putting it out this week, we are putting it out next week. We ended up being a week too early. So <laughs> yay us, we were ahead of the curve. But we wanted to put out something this week. And both of us really enjoy Love Advice from The Great Duke of Hell. It's got kind of a cool name. It also describes the premise exactly. You got into Love Advice first, Will, and then I think you recommended it to me. So I guess what drew you to the webtoon and what were your first impressions about it? So this was a few months back where I was just looking at different comedy webtoons in general. Uh, I was reading Adventures of God at the time, which is pretty fun. I was also checking out Yumi Cells, which... Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's not strictly a comedy. It's got a story to it that's pretty fun, but... Yeah, I was just perusing the comedy section and stumbled upon it and had an amazing time with it from the first chapter on. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really love, and it's also it's just really freaking hilarious, is just the art and the way that the art plays into the comedy of the webtoon. Yes, I love how serious the art is. For how goofy of a story this is. <laughs> it's so good. Like, especially, I'm just remembering those early episodes, especially in season one, which season two has aired and uh, just aired its finale. So, you know, we'll be talking about all of season one, pulling from season two. Uh, so that's what we'll be discussing. But I do remember those early episodes of season one that are just like... I had no idea what to expect going into the story, and especially the art will give you an impression of a different kind of story, but then it goes in with that bam, that punchline at the end of the episode that is just so funny. It is so dang funny. I remember laying in bed with my iPad reading this chapter, and I <laughs> was just cracking up for a good it's 10 so minutes. Good. It's so good. And you, I think the best part about this, I think we, you and I have talked about this before to each other, but it's just the stank faces that the characters have. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's too good. Even just thinking about it brings a smile to my face. 
I think Paul's sister is like one of my favorites. She's up there for me. I think she's probably the best purveyor of these faces just at the end of every because she like she doesn't take anyone's shit. Like the entire situation is ludicrous. Basically, Paul invokes or summons a demon from hell. His name is Astaroth in order to get a girl to like him. <laughs> like he wants to ask her out. So he summoned a demon for help. Yeah. And it 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 gets more and more ridiculous as it goes on as more and more elements get involved like there's a church trying to fight demons there's like the demon servants who show up and Paul's oh sister God. is like <laughs> stupidly powerful in the most yeah. hilarious way possible. I'm not going to spoil it but it is <laughs> very funny. It's it's incredible. Anyway, yes. So this story has a ton of really funny elements like that and yeah, going back to Paul's sister, I think, which was my original point, she's, I think, my favorite because she's the straight man, basically, to all of the comedic hijinks that are going on around her. She's the straight man that's reacting with the rest of us, the audience. Yeah, she very much is the straight man. She stumbles upon all these situations in a comedy of errors kind of way. And her reactions definitely mirror what the reader's supposed to be feeling while reading this story. <laughs> She's just like, what the actual? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's really funny. So the comedy is top notch, pretty much in Love Advice from the very beginning. So if you're into comedy webtoons, this is a great one. The part where it gets interesting, though, is I think midway through season two. It gets a little more focused on the plot. How did you feel about that? Because I think both of us felt differently. While I wish Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell stayed as just a straight fire comedy, I actually appreciate that it focused more on its plot. And I think the way this webtoon did it was actually really smart. When I went back to reread the first couple of chapters and other bits and pieces for fun, I didn't realize how smart actually the plot is in that they tell you what's going to happen and it does and it all makes even more sense as you learn more and more about the story. Okay, walk me through some of that because I'm going to be honest, for me, that kind of took me off guard. I think I felt like there was something significantly missing from the webtoon when some of the comedy went away for a little bit and we started focusing more on the plot not that the webtoon had not built up an interesting plot that could hold up that focus but i don't know it just felt like something was missing for me so walk me through why you felt like the setup was really smartly done by the webtoon i can understand how the transition didn't work or rather mm -hmm didn't feel quite right. The webtoon definitely takes a lot of the comedy out, or at the very least, it focuses on the plot and sneaks in comedy when it can, rather than the other way around, which it had done for the most part up until that point. And the reason why I say it, it, it's done smartly is not actually for that handoff. Uh, I think that transition is a little awkward, but I haven't read many comedy of errors stories where the first part that's just a straight fire comedy makes perfect sense in the plot later on. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because 
You're absolutely right in that Love Advice's plot focus sections fit perfectly with the earlier established comic, if not tonally compatible, but it just, it makes sense. It doesn't feel like a WTF moment where you're like, okay, where did this come from out of the woodworks? You know what I mean? It sounds like both you and I did feel the loss of the comedy element of it because it was just so strong in the webtoon earlier and it was just part of the webtoon's identity. It, it was a very strong identity as a comedy webtoon and to have that go away for a little bit, you could definitely feel the loss of it. Yeah, and that is to say that it isn't funny during this time. There's some jokes there, here and there, and one of the most hilarious scenes, which I will not spoil, is <laughs> during this section <laughs> of more story-driven elements. But I do think that a part of the reason that you and I felt that gap so much is just because of how strong the comedy was in the beginning of Love Advice and how much of an identity it carved for itself with that like straight fire gut busting comedy and so when we didn't have that anymore even though there were still some comedic moments it you could definitely feel the gap more just because of that yeah and if it isn't apparent enough we love the comedy in this one too i <laughs> cannot count on one on two hands the amount of times i've just died of laughter reading this comic it's super funny and you know what to be honest Going to the later end of season two now, uh, close to kind of around where the finale was, some of that comedy started coming back, which is what got me back on board with this webtoon again. Because, you know, I did feel less invested during that section when, you know, we didn't get as much of the comedy. And now that it's back, I'm back on board. Yeah, me too. There's a sort of natural ebb and flow if you're reading webtoons week by week where you enjoy it more or less, or you kind of feel lukewarm about one, or you're really hot on another. And this is definitely a period, or at least up until the finale, which was pretty recently, that you and I were both really on board with Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell. Mm-hmm. Hundo P. Uh, so actually, let me ask you, because I was going to ask you about the finale, but I want to ask you this. Now that we've reached the season two finale... And we've gotten two seasons worth of plot and, you know, we've seen how the story has progressed from the very beginning. Where do you see the story going? And the follow-up to that is how much more story is there left and how many more seasons do you think are left? Honestly, I'm not too sure. There's a lot of ways this story could go and there's a lot of places you could bring this kind of comedy. It's not clear to me that there's going to be a definitive end next season or two seasons from now but there is more story to be explored and there's definitely room for a lot more jokes yeah it's kind of interesting because i wouldn't have guessed that the story would take the direction that it took in season two back when i was reading season one so it's totally possible that the story could go completely unexpected in season three or in another season. But the feeling that I'm getting, I don't know, maybe you won't agree with this, but I'm kind of thinking that it may just stop at season three. I could totally see that happening with the setup and how the stakes have been ramped up already. It's kind of hard to continue a story for too long 
there are times in a webtoon's lifespan where it sometimes goes on for a season too long. And I'm not saying that Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell is reaching this point. It definitely isn't yet. But I can understand thinking that the next season will be the last one because the stakes have already been raised. Mm-hmm. A lot of the comedy may have already been played out. Or for whatever reason, the next season very well likely could be the last season. Well, and the way that I'm thinking about it, too, is where could the story go? You know, where else could we explore that we haven't explored yet? Because in season one, that was hell. And then in season two, we went to hell. And then, you know, now in season three, we're coming back to Earth. So it's like, how many times can we go forward and back and forward and back? And at what point will it just get too much like circling the drain? You know what I mean? I think if Love Advice wants to continue for multiple more seasons, the story is going to have to find interesting ways to put a spin on whatever they've already established in the world in seasons one and two. Yeah, or pull a soft reset as some mm-hmm. story to do. Do you think that could work for Love Advice? I think it could work. Would it feel too much like, I don't know, a plot device? Or, or feel too inserted, really, is what I meant to say. I think doing a soft reset always feels a little inserted mm. and a little bit too much sometimes. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to do this, but it can feel like a like a little bit of a cop out. Yeah. And I guess that really just depends on execution. Yeah. And and also if something like that has already been established in the world from the beginning, so it feels less like an inserted plot device to get you from A to B and it's already been integrated in an organic way into the universe of the story. Yeah. There's actually one webtoon I think about that has this trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, very mild spoilers for Tower of God. Mm. At the end of season one, there's a little bit of a soft reset. And when I was reading this, season one had just ended. This was back in the day, I know. <laughs> and um, season two had just come back, and it got revealed that there was like a soft reset, and I threw up my hands in frustration. I was like, what? We had all of that development, all of that, and we just kind of pushed the reset button a little bit. So yeah, going back to Love Advice on the Great Duke Bell, I don't know if it'll feel like that. It can definitely feel contrived. I think because it's more of a comedy it has room to make it really, really funny. I don't know if it's the kind of series that could go on for too long after doing it. Yeah, and I think you're right in that the comedy in Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell offers a lot of forgiveness for these kinds of things that a, another story may not have. It also has to do with the kind of humor it is. It's very absurd in a lot yeah. of ways. And there's a touch of surrealism mixed in there. So it's definitely the kind of comedy that could pull that off. You're absolutely right. I think that's one of my favorite parts of Love Advice is that absurdity and that surrealism that comes through in the webtoon. The premise of the webtoon sets this up. There is a great duke of hell that is summoned. He's from hell. And he's the servant of this boy or not exactly a servant, but they have a contract and he has to help him. So that is an absurd, non-realistic setup to begin with. So I think you're right in that including these ridiculous things 
is very much in line and in character with what Love Advice has already been putting down. Who would you recommend Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell to? I think I would recommend it to everyone, actually. It's one of those webtoons, I personally feel, that has a pretty broad appeal. I think it can appeal as equally to guys as it can to uh, girls. Because a lot of the webtoon audience is women. It tends to be, you know, younger women, uh, women in their 20s. Women, you know, both of us are in in our 20s too, so, you know, we understand So I think that Love Advice is one of those webtoons that I think could really appeal to uh, guys more so. And it's just really funny. There's something about comedy. And this kind of comedy is very accessible to, I think, everybody. So I would recommend it to everyone in terms of whether they get turned off, you know, later in the season, in, in season two. I think that's perfectly possible but even if people drop it at that point i think they'll still have had a really good time on the ride up until then i'm in a similar boat i would recommend this to anyone if you're not a fan of absurdist humor this one may not be for you but if you read the first chapter and you're thinking oh i don't get it give it a few chapters and if still after that you're not really feeling it then It's clearly not for you. That's okay. I would even recommend this webtoon to people who don't read webtoons. You've actually done this, like, to people that we know in our own lives. Yeah, I think comedy is a very universal language, so even people who don't normally read not even just webtoons, comics of any kind, I would recommend it to, because the comedy can bypass a lot of people's own hang-ups about different forms of media. I agree with that. And I think it's something that will speak to a lot of different people. And I especially liked your point about it appealing to people who are not in the habit of reading webtoons. Because I think we forget sometimes in our world of webtoons and just being familiar with online comics of all different kinds There are people who are not a part of that world, who kind of don't really know what it's about and are really new to this format. I think Love Advice is a great soft introduction to all of it. And then you can recommend different kinds of stories depending on what that person likes. Yeah, in the same conversation that I recommended Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell, I included In the Bleak Midwinter in that Mm -hmm. because I knew this person liked sci-fi kind of stories. Yeah, and In the Bleak Midwinter is a great one. So if you're into sci-fi and you haven't listened to our What We're Reading episode uh, back in November where we mention it, we're mentioning it now. You should check it out. It's really good. But moving on from that, back to love advice and comedy. What I will say, though, and this is kind of what I wanted to mention earlier when you were talking about not getting into absurdist humor maybe from the first episode, as much as I think you know, giving a couple episodes a try is a good way to go into a story like this if you don't immediately get it. I also think Love Advice from The Great Duke of Hell is one of those webtoons that you can tell pretty quickly if this is going to be something for you or not. Yeah, definitely. For me, it was pretty clear from the first chapter I would love this thing. Instantaneous. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> Very instantaneously. I was already in love with it from the first couple panels. And well, here I am reading it through season two. Very much looking forward to what is to come. Yes, both of us are. It's a fantastic webtoon. And we've had a couple of light spoilers today, but I don't think we talked too much into the story. So there's still a lot for you to read and enjoy about this webtoon. And even if you know a little bit of the story, I think there's so much deliciousness to be found in just the comedic delivery of all of the jokes. So we really hope you check it out and give it a chance. Delicious indeed. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this chat of an episode. We hope you like it. It's really fun for us to do these kinds of episodes, too. So if you like this more informal style and want to see it feature a little bit more often, we would love to hear that from you. This is really fun. I don't know, Will, what did you think? I enjoy these kinds of chats. I've said this multiple times, but Crudy and I have these kinds of chats all the time about different webtoons, about artists, about the scene in general, what the company's up for. We did a bonus episode mm -hmm. on the announcement that Webtoon made about Webtoon Studios. So these kinds of chats are always enjoyable. Thank you all so much for being here. If you want to support Love Advice from the Great Duke of Hell's creator and author, you can follow Unfins at their social media on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also check us out and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at The Webtoon Room. Feel free to email us if you'd like to at thewebtoonroom at gmail.com. And yeah, thank you all for hanging out with us on Thursday. I know it's a little bit different because we usually put our episodes up on Tuesday, but we're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>